Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. Nice seven-gamer to talk about. A little early slate underway already. Last couple games of that are just starting. So uh, full day of hockey. I'm Jake Hari, joined by a guy who I haven't done a show with in, like, over two weeks, weirdly enough, uh, Josh Harris. How's it going, Josh? How have things been going for you for DFS? Going pretty good. Uh, You said you went into a slump around the last time we had a show, which is not a coincidence. So I'm here to light some fires. So yeah, I, had a, I had a mini slump buster last night. Uh, I, w- I was actually, I was doing pretty well in the 10. Uh, I think I was leading it for a while and then got passed up. But then I had, uh, I think a Hellbuck lineup with Winnipeg finish in the, the $40. Uh, so I got first in that. So oh, nice. it, it was a pretty good overall night. Um, you're going to be on with me today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
busted out at the right time. Now we can give you guys the fire picks. As always, what are your uh, – well, do you have anything on last night, and then what are your initial thoughts uh, on tonight's slate? Uh, last night I used the Dvorak line, which is nice. He was my hat trick pick. He scored two goals at two posts. So we almost got the hat trick back to back days, but I paired him with, uh, the Couture line and they ended up playing against each other. And it was weird because like the Couture line did well against them, but like Dvorak scored twice. So I think, you know, maybe going back to the Sharks makes some sense, but we'll get to that game towards the end of the show. I, I like this slate today. Uh, seven gamer is nice, like six to six to eight games like those mid-range slates are are where I like to play when you get like above 10 it, it gets a little messy and like four and under it just there's only so many things you can do and I end up touting like Mark Stahl and I just don't like touting that play so this is this is a good one I like some of these plays today so hopefully I won't you know be dumpster diving too much yeah I don't think we'll have to dumpster dive uh too much I mean a lot of star players on this slate um you know, I, I think some of the low implied total teams are actually teams I'm pretty interested in tonight. Um, and so I, I think I'll be just contrarian just based on what I like. Uh, we do have ownership updated. Uh, NHL projections are going to be free today for everyone. So if you guys want to go check those out, I will uh, mention that a couple more times throughout the show. Also, NBA got a couple hours of NBA coverage tonight as well. There's MMA coming on after this. And uh, if you want to get notified and uh, help us out in the process about when things are going live, um, the number one way you can help us is by subscribing to the channel. So we've talked about this. We got to 50K. A lot of you guys are very helpful in uh, leading us to that. We got to 50K YouTube subscribers. But uh, we need subscriptions to help combat the YouTube algorithm so we can continue to provide uh, free content. So including this show, got, uh, like I said, MMA coming on after this. There's PGA, NBA, NASCAR, MLB coming up. That starts next Thursday, oddly enough. Feels like uh, MLB just ended. So things are flying by. And I'm looking at the schedule for next week. We'll have 10 plus hours of free shows each day uh, next week, starting Thursday. And then for like a two month stretch. So like you're not going to be cheated for content. Uh, you're going to get a ton of free stuff. So subscribing to do uh, to the channel is uh, the best way you can possibly help us. And if you want to help support us and support uh, our sponsor, Jock Market, uh, we've got promo code Osmo twenty uh, Osmo NHL twenty. So that's the NHL specific uh, promo codes. If you're watching this, you want to go play some Jock Market, some uh, daily fantasy stocks is uh, basically what we're calling it over on Jock Market. You can buy and sell shares of players uh, in real time and then get guaranteed payouts at the end of the night. I think it's a really cool hybrid. Uh, if you're interested in DFS and you just want another site to play on jock market is, uh, is a really good site. So go play over there. Use promo code Osmo NHL 20. When you do, you get a $20 deposit uh, bonus and uh, deposit bonuses are tough to come by. So no reason to not take uh, advantage of this offer. And then I just want to make sure I mentioned this one as well. Uh, if you guys are excited about MLB, we've got promo code starting nine. Uh, it's nine days of Osmo MLB for just $9. It's one of the best deals we've had. Josh, I know you're excited to play some MLB. You're going to be getting into the fantasy cruncher. You're more of a single entry guy for MLB, right? But you're going to be experimenting with uh, the tools on the site, right? Yeah, so the last few years, I have I had very good success at high stakes, single entry. But I, I do want to get into... Uh, 
at least starting off at like 20 max in that four, because that four is like a great structure and is a very big prize pool. So if I can get a good start going down there, I can work my way up, but I am excited about MLB. It's very similar to ML or very similar to hockey. So there's a lot of similarities. So it's, it's a pretty easy leap. Yeah, absolutely. So promo code starting nine. If you guys want nine days of Osmo MLB for just nine bucks, it's a dollar a day. Uh, you don't have to splurge to uh, get the tools, the projections, the ownership projections, top stack tool for MLB. That was our first top stack tool a couple years ago. And so now we've got it for every sport. That's everyone's favorite tool for MLB, it seems like. So you win a little bit of money in those nine days, then lock in for the rest of the season and everybody's happy. So get in Slack, of course, when you use that promo code starting nine. All right, let's get into the games here. We've got Tampa Bay. And Carolina, we've got a 2.9 implied total for the Lightning, 2.7 for the Hurricanes, Vasilevsky likely against James Reimer. Uh, Not seeing a whole lot of ownership on either side of this game because of the low total. You know, it's five and a half uh, game total with a little bit of juice to the over. So we'll call it 5.6 or so. Kind of know how the matchups are going to go with Carolina. I did see Trocek was skating this morning, but I'm not sure if he's going to be in. I don't have him in right now. I don't know if you've heard anything about him. Josh, I uh, just saw that little blurb, but uh, what are you liking in this game here? Yeah, I'm surprised at this total, like 5.6 is fine. I, I thought maybe it would be a six just because these are two teams who can score goals. So it's interesting because um, with the Tampa Bay top line loaded with plot point Stamkos, they're going to get the stall Svechnikov Faust uh, matchup. And that's a pretty good matchup uh, for Carolina. So it's kind of understand why Tampa one's kind of lower owned. But what I don't understand is looking at these ownerships on the Niederreiter Ajo Neches line, they're under 5%. Neches and Niederreiter currently projected under 4%. They're going to get Sorelli Johnson and Kalorn, which certainly doesn't strike fear into the heart at all. So I I really like this top line for Carolina. Um, They don't fully correlate in the power play. Niederreiter's on the second unit, but uh, you don't really – I don't really play that line for the power play, but it's nice you get Ajo, Neches, some power play one. They're they're cheap for a top line. They're only 15600 And if their ownership is going to stay around this, I'm, I want to see the updates getting close to the lock, even if they come up a little bit. I still think uh, I still think this is a very good spot, and I think they're going to stay low because of this 2.7 total. I was expecting Carolina to come in around 3.2, 3, something like that. So hopefully, the, you know – the t- with the total keeping the ownership down, I, I really like this top line. And then, you know, I'm kind of off that second line because they're going to get the point plot Stamkos matchup. Um, that's okay. And then, you know, they're, these top six are going to avoid the the Gord Goudreau Coleman matchup, which is the matchup you really mm-hmm. want to avoid. So I think, you know, if you want a power play stack, the Canes, I think that is fine as well. Uh, and then on the Tampa Bay side, because, they're not going to see the top six. I think the Gord Goudreau Coleman line, they're projected, you know, very low. Um, you know, Gord's a little bit pricey, but he does see secondary power play time, but Coleman at 3,400 and Goudreau 2,500. If you're trying to get in, you know, an Edmonton power play, something like that, or one of the more expensive lines, I think this is a decent filler. They're going to see, you know, the bottom six of the, the Canes and their bottom six, like isn't as bad as some of these other teams, but they're still not great. So I think you go to uh, Tampa three as a filler stack. And then, you know, the top line, obviously they're fully correlated on the power play. They're getting low ownership. I think they're more of an MME play for me, but out of this game, I do really like Carolina one. 
Yeah, I'm all over Carolina one as well. I mean, good five on five numbers, good five on five matchup, especially you pointed out that they're going to avoid uh, point line for the most part. That's the one you'd like to avoid. They're probably going to avoid the Gord line as well. And that's another one you don't want to really face. So getting to go up against the Sorelli line is definitely an upgrade uh, for Ajo, Netches, and Niederreiter. They're cheap. They're low owned because of the total. Uh, so yeah, I like Carolina a lot here. I think you can go to the Stahl Sveshnikov Jesper Foss line. They look low owned as well, about two or three percent. Um, so I don't have a problem with them as a filler, or like you said, the power play stack for Carolina. Usually not looking to stack up two point seven implied totals and, and five man a power play, but I think you actually can here, not just with Carolina, but a couple other teams with uh, low totals that we'll get to later. So um, really like the spot for the top line, and then. You mentioned uh, if you wanted to go to Tampa 1 and MME. I don't have a problem with that. I've got them written down. I don't think they're a priority for me. Um, but, yeah, mostly just wanted to reiterate the Carolina 1 love. Uh, and a lot of that is also because Tampa's missing McDonough and Chernak. So uh, they're hurting on the blue line. Like, Hedman's going to play a million minutes, as will Mikhail Sergachev. Cal Foot played, I think, 23 minutes last game. So... If you wanted to pop him in for min salary, maybe he gets above 20 again. Don't have an issue with that. But uh, just going to mostly Dougie with my Carolina stacks um, and then probably some Brady Shea again. It feels like we've all been on him a little bit recently, playing good minutes, uh, but doesn't get a lot of power play time, more of a one-off guy. Yeah, and I see in chat Clayton says, morning skate Carolina had Natchez, Ajo, McGinn, and then Niederreiter, Stahl, Fogel. So if that's the case, I, we have to – luckily this is a 7 o'clock game, so we'll see it. Carolina loves mixing up their lines, but um, I don't know what that would do for me. Um, I would have to think about it. But as it currently constitutes, I do like the top line. But we'll have to see towards pregame skate uh, at 6.30. If they do yep. mix them up, if you're in slack, we'll, I'm sure we'll have our opinions on that. But on defensemen, I agree with you. Brady Shea, 2,900. Dougie, for sure, 6,800 if you have room. He's not someone I'm going to force in. But if I have room based on my builds, I do like Dougie. Same with Hedman. You know, these expensive defensemen, I don't try to force in. But if I have the space, I'll obviously play him. And then, yeah, I guess Cal Foot if he's going to see the minutes. Otherwise, I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, Cal Foot, uh, just just a min salary guy that I think you can pop in. So, uh, okay, I didn't see those lines. Me either. Like if if it was, so if it is Aho with Netches, so it's basically just McGinn replacing Niederreiter, right? And I'm assuming they keep the second line. They said Nieder, Niederreiter Stall Fogel was skating. Niederreiter Stall Fogel. Okay. So the third uh, line would be. Wow, they'd really mix that up. Um, it'd be like Fast. Svechnikov and Martinuk, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I'd still be in on Aho and Netches with McGinn. McGinn's fine. Yeah, like, McGinn, he's not going to kill you. Yeah, 3K for him. Um, it's not like he's a terrible player. Like, his rates are actually okay, if I remember correctly. So, I would still be in on Carolina 1. Makes him a little bit cheaper. Maybe a combo that people don't get to as well. If this isn't a line that's uh, known about Saturday, maybe people are uh, out doing uh, God knows what. So, uh, might not be willing to change up their lines, but I, I like I would rerun my lineups uh, if we get new Carolina lines. I think it is a good enough spot for me to to uh, do do some makeovers with my lineups. Anything else here? I see the lineup builder just switched that. Unless that was you who did that. 
that was not me. So that is uh, excellent timing by uh, where we pull our lines from. But uh, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the third line would be Svechnikov, Martinuk, Faust. Okay. So. Yeah. Ah, whatever. We'll see what happens. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to see what happens when they rerun ownership because I would imagine Brock McGinn's going to be very low owned. Oh, for sure. He, he never gets left on these stacks. So It doesn't really change much for me. Like, you know, Niederreiter is the better player, obviously, but if you're going to get that full line of lower ownership, I definitely think you do it because Aho Netra is still power play one. Niederreiter is power play two, but McGinn not on the power play. He's cheaper, going to get less ownership. So I think the full line is going to come in lower owned now. Yeah. I was trying to see if there was a sample on stall with uh, Niederreiter and Fogel, and I don't see one, at least any significant sample so far this season. But I'll check on those. We'll talk in Slack if uh, anything that changes anything for us. But right now, I think we're both still on Carolina one. Edmonton, Toronto, 2.9 implied total for the Oilers, uh, 3.5 for the Leafs. Mike Smith and Jack Campbell. It feels like these teams have faced off quite a bit recently, and we haven't seen massive games from either the Matthews line or the McDavid line. Now the Oilers have been switching up their lines a little bit recently. McDavid is with Dreisaitl and Pugliarvi. Nugent Hopkins with Cahoon and then Yamamoto is uh, expected to return. So decent looking top six for the Oilers. Really good looking top line as always. And then Joe Thornton, 45 year old, or what is he? 63 year old. I don't remember. Uh, Joe Thornton, PP one, 3,200. It's the Joe Thornton conundrum. If you want to play uh, Toronto one, he's getting some ownership. Wayne Simmons back with uh, Tavares and Nylander. Uh, and that's a cheap uh, second line as well. You get two, uh, one guy on the top power plate in Simmons. Leafs have gone back to splitting up their PP units, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, but what do you like in here? Do you, do you really like one side over the other in terms of the big dogs here? I, I like the Edmonton side. I think – I mean, Edmonton's been – they kind of have this pseudo bye week, right? Because they were supposed to play the Canadians a bunch. Mm-hmm. So Canadians are in the COVID protocol. So Edmonton's been off. So they haven't been – they were not playing great beforehand, but maybe a week off is just what the doctor ordered. And Matthews definitely is not healthy. Like, I hate saying he's not, but, like, if you watch the games, you can see something's bothering him. But <sighs> – with Thornton up there, their defensive numbers have been very good. But <laughs> the best constituted Edmonton line, I think, is Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Jesse Pugliarvi. Connor McDavid, Pugliarvi together, their wowies are just bananas. You throw Dreisaitl up there. I think you go back to Edmonton here. I'm kind of, in my one to three lineups, I kind of, I've hit the pause button on Toronto 1. I want to see it before I because like at their price, like eight thousand Mitchell Marner is just it's just tough to click in. I'd rather play find two hundred dollars for Leon Dryside over Mitchell Marner. Like I wanna see them perform before I do it. And MME, I think obviously Toronto one is in play. They have the higher total, their ownership isn't bananas. 
Um, so in MMA, I really like Toronto one in one to three. I think I prefer uh, Edmonton one Edmonton power play. And then on the Toronto side, like because they loaded that top line, their second, third and fourth line defensively are just not good. I, I really want to get behind Toronto too, but Tavares is, this is his worst offensive season of his career, and he's still 6,100. So, like, it's really tough to get in Toronto, too. Like, Willie Nylander is definitely the best skater on that line, and he's coming in under 10%. So, I definitely like some Nylander. And then Wayne Simmons is obviously on power play one, so I think it's fine. Like, his time on ice, it's almost like chase on, like, like it's like 10, 12 minutes. But he's power play one. He's in the top six, so... I think that's fine. And where I really like as a filler line is that third line. Like they're going to get the bottom six of Edmonton, which is just garbage. And it's Mike Smith. Like he's not good. Edmonton isn't good. Defensively, they're not great. So like I want to get behind Toronto. It's just Tavares has been bad and he's overpriced. That top line is going into McDavid dry which is tough. So really, like, as a filler, I like this third line. I'm not saying go all in on them, but I, I think in the more expensive builds, I think you can go to this third line. Uh, Hyman's been great, especially for being a bottom six player. He's on power play, too. I would imagine he's going to take some shifts up in the top line, too. So for me in this game, I really like Edmonton 1, Edmonton power play. And then in MME, I like uh, Toronto 1, Toronto power play. And then, you know, maybe if you're even making five to 10, I think you can throw in, you know, Toronto two and a couple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely a lot to like in this game from an MME perspective. I think you can go to obviously Edmonton one, Toronto one, regardless of what you think of Matthews. I think there's still upside there of them being the top uh, overall play on the night. So specifically Matthews and Martin. So they're priced for an upside game. They could easily give that to you here. Um, a little bit worried like both of these uh, top lines have amazing numbers at five on five. And so I don't know how to navigate that. Cause I think they're going to be matched up a lot here. Yeah, they're going to neutralize each other. That's like, yeah. So like it's expensive. It's, it's a tough matchup for both, but like at the same time, they both generate chances at such a good rate that maybe they can just overcome good, ma- uh, tough matchups. And I, I think they both could. I'm more on the Edmonton one side. I think they're more of a priority than Toronto one. Um, we've talked about Matthew's injury for like a month. It seems like he's been playing with this wrist injury, but they keep putting him out there. So I'm just kind of sticking with what, what I've said is just, you know, he can't be that hurt if they're going to keep playing him in a year that they're going to be competitive. Yeah, it's got to uh, be a pain management injury. Yeah. It's like, that, it can't be like something structural. Right. And, and if it was like, th- this would be ridiculous to keep playing him like this. So you know, I know the Leafs fans are upset that Matthews isn't scoring a goal a game anymore, but uh, I don't know. He seems good enough for me to at least continue playing him in DFS, especially in a good spot like this. Like, it is a big total. Um, the second line, they have really good numbers in a very limited sample. They played a couple games together before Simmons got injured, and they were awesome. Um, I don't know that they're going to be a four expected goals, four per 60 line, but I think they're going to be good enough. And then you get uh, the non McDavid lines. So I'm in on some Toronto too. A little surprised at how popular they are. Yeah. So maybe you drop down to the, uh, the third line, Hyman, Engvall, and Mikiev. Uh, that's been a pretty good line. And they get to go up against the true Edmonton depth. So I'm interested in all three Toronto lines, but probably will be underweight uh, a little bit on Toronto one. I want to be overweight on Edmonton one and Edmonton power play. Um, 
Tyson Berry, Darnell, uh, Darnell Nurse. You could play Tyson Berry with Edmonton one. Probably wouldn't play him without uh, Edmonton one. And then uh, Nurse, either way, I think you could play him with or without Edmonton one. Um, I like Muzzin a lot for 4,400. Like, it's kind of a weird uh, price point to play a guy that doesn't get power play minutes, but uh, I'm getting to a bunch of, Ed, uh, a bunch of uh, Jake Muzzin at 2% ownership right now. Yeah, I like Jake Muzzin. He's he's kind of like Alec Martinez on Vegas, right? When when mm-hmm. they're all healthy. So Muzzin I like. And if you need to if you are like going Edmonton one and you can't fit in Nurse or Barry, I think Larson is okay at thirty eight hundred. He does block a bunch of shots. It's a little bit he's a little bit overpriced for my taste, but thirty eight hundred I think is still fine to put him in. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh all right, let's go to the Islanders and the Penguins, 2.8 implied total for the Isles, 2.7 for the Penguins. Barlamov expected to go against Tristan Jari, who is confirmed for the Penguins. I'm uh, not seeing a whole lot of injuries besides uh, Mark Jankowski was unavailable this morning to practice skate in the uh, Penguins morning skate. So unclear about if he's going to go. Not that you need to redo all your lineups. Mark Jankowski can't play, but just to be thorough, I like to mention, you know, injuries uh, when we catch them. But uh, do you like anything in this game? Um, yeah, a little bit on the Islander side. I think, you know, the Crosby line is probably going to go up against the Barzal line, even with Uncle Leo up there. And, you know, after after you get past the Crosby line and the Latang pairing, like, Penguin's depth is just bad. Until, like, until – uh, Kapanen comes back, Malcolm comes back. I think you can definitely attack this Penguins depth. Like, um, the second line's okay. Bovillier, Nelson, Bailey, they'll probably get the McCann matchup. But really where I want to go is the J.G. Pajot, Oliver Wallstrom duo. They are on with Ross Johnston, which is not great. But I don't mind getting J.G.P. in there with Wallstrom on the power play too. Uh, they're going to get the depth of the Penguins, which is not great. They're not going to be uh, very highly owned because they're a third line, and people always overlook third lines. And if you want to put them in with someone like Nick Letty, which is you know not a person I yes, like clicking into my lineup. Twenty-one assists this year. Yeah, it's just crazy for thirty-three hundred, and he's projected under one percent. You get full power play two correlation, and it's not like the Islanders. Islanders aren't one of those teams who play the top power play unit for like 150 of the two minutes. It's kind of pretty split. Mm-hmm. And Pajos, like if the game's close, you'll see him taking more minutes because he's a good defensive center. So he gets up around, you know, the 18, 19 minutes. So I think, you know, Isles three is a nice spot in MME to go to. And I'm kind of off Pittsburgh. I've been on the Pittsburgh train recently, which is just weird for me because I'm notorious Pittsburgh fader because they've always been overowned. But, you know, the Islanders are a very good team. They don't take many penalties. Yeah, they're, they have a bunch of injuries, but it's still a spot where I think I'm a, I want to be under the field on Pittsburgh. So I don't mind Islanders' second line. Where I really want to concentrate is Islanders' three, especially that duo. I'm, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to go all in on but if I was making, you know, 20 lineups, having two or three, I'd be way over the field on them. I think that that's where I want to be. But other than that, this game doesn't interest me too much. Are you seeing uh, Bavillier with Nelson and Bailey on yeah. line two? Okay. Yeah, so that was one. I think I have that, but I just wanted to make sure because I saw Bavillier earlier with Peugeot and Wallstrom, and that would definitely be a trio I would be looking towards. Um, I think you can probably go to either of the Islanders' second line or third, especially for MME. Um, pretty complete second line if it's Nelson with Bavillier and Bailey, even though not a, not a big Josh Bailey guy. I don't think anybody 
is uh, that plays DFS, but Nelson, pretty good price for 4,700. So if you want to go there, they're not going to get the Crosby matchup, which is important. Uh, so I'm probably off Barzell uh, and Everly, like just getting weighed down by Uncle Leo. Uh, and I do actually like Pittsburgh one uh, a lot right now. I'm probably going to regret being over the field in them just because uh, the Islanders are so good defensively. But if they're going to come in like even below 10%, I think I'm going to be pretty well over the field. They're an elite line, so. Yeah, so that's what I'm That's what I'm thinking here is just like elite line at home. Um, you know, they potentially could go up against either of the top two lines. Like if things aren't working against the Barzell line, um, they could always put them out there for a few shifts against Islanders 2 or Islanders 3. They're going to play 20-plus minutes. They're fully correlated. Um, so, yes, it's a low total, but I think – if Pittsburgh scores three or four here and they outperform like their median outcome here, uh, I think Pitt one could have uh, a really nice game at low ownership. So I'm in on them. It feels like I've been in on them pretty much every slate this year, but not getting off uh, because of the low ownership and the low total. Like I- I'm definitely in on Pitt one slash Pitt power play against a good defensive team. So try, try to talk myself out of them before the show, but uh, yeah, I- I'm going to be, did I, did I mention they were my highest owned team right now? They're my highest owned stack right now. Um, I mean, now that's if, I'm probably gonna end up tapering that down a little bit, but yeah, Rust Crosby uh, are my two highest owned forwards. I mean, right you're gonna, you'll be way over the field, so if they go off, you'll have another very nice night. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, pit one, maybe their maybe their ownership will come up a little bit. Not exactly sure how these changes uh, that we're finding out during the show will affect things, but uh, yeah, I'm there. And then if you want to throw in McCann, 3,700 plus Latang, you can five-man power play stack that for a reasonable cost uh, with with McCann in there. Anything else here? Um, Mike Matheson, 3,300. Um, his price has come down. I mean, he didn't have a great game. Yeah, he had two shots on goal the last time out, but like 3,300, I definitely want my, like Mike Matheson. He's going to see the minutes. I, like Matheson, Cody CC pairing sees the minutes. Uh, Matheson was a better, obviously way better offensive player than Cody Cece. Uh, so I think, you know, Matheson for the offense makes sense. If you want a shot blocker, you can put in Cody Cece. Uh, I'll do Cliffy's dirty work for him and say Cody Cece for the shot blocking. And then on the Islander side, Pulak 4,100. I think he's coming to a price range um, where you can start playing him again. His ownership, he's currently projected for 19%. So if he's going to be 19%, I don't want anything to do with Pulak. But if you are correlating with Isles power play, I think he makes sense. Yeah, I think Pulak will be somewhat popular as a one-off, but he, he's not going to be nineteen yeah. percent. I think we have a bug with him right yeah. now, so maybe cut that ownership in half, and you're probably getting closer to where he's going to be. So uh, you can do that manually. Um, nothing wrong with doing that. If you think we're wrong, you know we're not going to be a hundred percent every time, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe put him closer to like seven, eight, nine percent. Uh, and I still think he's a good play. So I've been off the Pulak bandwagon, but I am there a little bit tonight. I think I'm getting to about fifteen, sixteen percent of him. So D- defense is kind of rough tonight in that range. It's yeah. not, it's not great. Getting Muzzin, getting Pulak and a couple other guys that I don't feel uh, amazing about. No man's land. Yeah. Let's go to uh, the Preds and the Blackhawks 2.7 implied total for the Predators 2.9 for the Blackhawks. Soros uh, 7,100 going against Lankanen. Looks like Lankanen is confirmed and popular. And uh, you've got a popular Chicago one when they're at home. They're a low total team. Is this a low total team that uh, you're interested in, Kane and Debrink at? 
I'm always interested in Kane to bring cap, but like these these ownership percentages are just keeping me off them a little bit. I mean, if you wanted to get over the field, you're really gonna have to pump a lot of Blackhawks into your lineup, and that's not something that I really would want to do. Like this isn't a great team. Obviously, you know, Patty Kane and Debrinkat are a very good combo. Um, but I, I'd probably be under the field here. Uh, UC Saros, if he, it is Saros, he's kind of on one of those hot streaks. Saros hot streaks are something I like to avoid. I know, like, the thing is, like, you try to get ahead of the trends. But I don't know. I, I, if, he's, if he's still – if he's going to play and he's still on a hot streak, it kind of takes me off – the Blackhawks here, especially in like one of three lineups, I think MME, I think he can get to some Hawks. Obviously, I'd probably be under the field on that top line. I think where I'd be over the field is on uh, Kubelik. Uh, he's projected at 3%. I'm a Kubelik guy. I know you're a Hagel guy who's on the top power play. So that second line actually um, is probably where I'd go. Camp at 2,500, it's a bit rough. I mean, so if, if you really – you don't want to put in camp. If you want to put in someone like Strom, I think that's fine. I know he's a wing, which would make it a three-wing line, but it would make it unique. If you want to do something like that, like with Kane and DeBrincat and put Strom for the three-wing, I think that's fine. Or you want to put in Soderberg instead of Suter, I think that's a way to get a little bit different. Uh, and then on the uh, Nashville side, I kind of like – so I used Nashville 2 the last game, and then you know, Rocco Grimaldi had a four-goal game. Um, but that was against the – <laughs> the wings. Uh, I still like the second line, Yarncroft, uh, Granlin, Arvidsson. Their prices come down a little bit. Their ownership percentage is a little high just because they're cheap and they're a filler. So I think, you know, where I'd go is to the top line because they're a little bit lower owned and they're comparable in play, price and they're fully correlated on power play one. Yeah, Ryan Johansson's kind of like the Yori Yotara type player for me, but like at 3,500, if he gets a couple assists, I think that'll be fine. Uh, so I, I kind of like the Nashville top six. I don't know if I would consider them in one to three, but there definitely would be an MME target in 20 to 150 max. And then, you know, you, you can mix and match some Hawks in there uh, for the power play. But I, I kind of like Saros tonight if it is him. And then Lankin in a 23% 8,100 coming off like, what was it, a 43 save shutout against the Panthers? I think it's okay, but... Personally, I don't like spending up for a chalk goalie, especially at 8,100. So I think I'd be off Lankinen. Yeah, uh, I think I agree with pretty much everything there. Uh, Nashville 2, a little bit more popular than I would have expected. I guess they are cheap. I would have liked, them to, see, to, I would have liked to see them pop up, uh, come up in price, so they wouldn't pop as a, an amazing value for everyone. But it looks like they're one of the more popular value stacks going into Chicago here. If you want to go to Nashville 3, uh it's just tough chasing the four goal Rocco Grimaldi game, but uh, they are dirt cheap. Going to get Chicago depth. Um, you know, I think I just have a problem with getting to a lot of Chicago one. We just talked about pit one. I just talked about how, you know, I'm going to be over the field and it's mostly just because the other team, like the other lines around them are just way more popular. And I don't think it's that different of a spot. So Chicago always gets inflated ownership because it's Kane because it's Debrinkat and they have a cheap center between them, but they also switch their centers up a lot. So maybe you go with uh, just the Kane and Debrinkat duo. Um, those are going to be the guys doing the majority of the scoring more often than not. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I'm going to be under on Chicago one, probably a little bit over on Chicago two, maybe get to like double or triple where they're at and they're at like two, 3%. So I'm fine with Chicago two. Haggle the bagel. Uh, 
Kubalik, 5,600. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to see lower ownership on Nashville too. That was like my favorite play in this game. But if they're going to be the most popular filler stack on the slate, that I'm going to have to allocate some of that ownership elsewhere. And then Yossi, 6,300. Having him back in also makes me like feel better about not being on the Chicago train as much tonight. Like that's just a huge difference maker um, for this team. So, you know, we talk about him for DFS, but he's also just one of the better defensemen in all the league, like just completely changes their overall team dynamic. So yeah, uh, I'm on Yossi some, Um, I'm getting to only like 25, 30% of him tonight, which is low for me. Uh, Usually getting to even more for 6,300, but it's a fine spot for him. Um, You can correlate him. You can one off him. Uh, same thing with Ekholm at 5,200. He's going to be a lot less owned. Uh, what are you doing with Boquist, 3,600? Is he a guy you just play with, Chicago 1? If I was if I was Blackhawks power play stacking, I'd play him in. I wouldn't one-off him. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Nikita Zadorov, 2,800. I know he's not a great player, but, like, block shots. I, I, re- I really just am trying to figure out – something to say about the Blackhawks defenseman. I yeah. think I'm going to be under the field on them. And Yossi is cheaper than Dougie and Hedman tonight. So surprise you're only at 30%. Surprise it's not like 90. <laughs> we still got time. Yeah. We still yeah. got time to, to get there. You know? And then Dante Fabro, 3,400, I think is a decent one off if you can't fit in Yossi or Ekholm. Sure. Yeah. I think my favorite guy on the Hawks side is probably Connor Murphy. I think he was priced up at like over 5K at times this season, but 4,200. Is he's fine in, there. Yeah, he's in that no man's land with Muzzin. So, like, there's only so many options, and Murphy's one of them. For sure. All right, before we get to the next game, well, let's see. How many people do we have in the chat? Almost 100. We're at uh, about a 33% like rate or so. So, let's try to get that up, see if we can get to, you know, 50, 60 here. Um, starting nine. If you guys didn't hear the promo code, Starting nine, nine days of Osmo plus MLB for nine bucks. This is one of the best deals I think that we've had. Um, so if you're, you know, you're worried about joining, you don't want to uh, fork up the monthly price. Well, you only have to pay nine dollars, it's a dollar a day for the first nine days of MLB DFS season, which starts Thursday, which I keep having to remind myself is uh, very close. So it kind of snuck up on us there, but. Uh, Season will start Thursday. You'll get the first nine days for $9. If you use promo code starting nine, you get everything on the site for MLB. So projections, ownership projections, the top stacks tool from the number one player in DFS. And uh, if you win some money, you can lock in for longer. If you'd like, make sure you get in Slack. You're going to find some valuable information there. We're going to be doing some office hours. Josh Engelman will be doing some office hours, I'm sure, for MLB. So some valuable resources for only a buck a day to try us out. If you don't like it, you can always cancel. Uh, but I think you're going to want to stick around. NHL projections are free for today only. Same thing with NBA projections. And then MMA fighter rankings, if you want to get a peek at those. We've got some really good guys doing MMA content. Josh, do you ever go in the MMA chat? You're an MMA guy. You ever uh, poke I, your head in there? I go in there uh... – during the pay-per-views, it gets a little bit wild at times, but it's, it's a good resource. Yeah. So uh, you can always ask Josh MMA questions as well. Uh, he has not missed a card, I think, since I was born. I think I have that right. So um, he's always grinding those slates, doing some betting as well. Um, but, yeah, go check out those tools if uh, you're wondering what's behind the paywall. Or you can just DM me. My DMs are open on Twitter, Slack, 
find me in there if you're already in there. All right, let's get to the Panthers and the Stars. Enough messing around. 2.7 implied total for both sides here. Bobrovsky and Hidobin are your goalies. couple question marks here. Uh, one thing we know for sure, no Barkoff for the Panthers. That seems like kind of a big deal. No Patrick Cornquist for the Panthers. That seems like kind of a big deal. Brett Connolly, though, is in the lineup, it looks like. He's 2500 bucks. I know Cliffy's watching the show. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to excuse himself when he hears that Brett Connolly is in uh, tonight for the Panthers. I'm liking the Stars tonight. I think you're going to like the Stars. We've got the classic Rupe Hints uh, game time decision, and this is not a game that locks right at 7 Eastern. So uh, you're going to have to sweat this one out. Maybe Dickinson slots up for Hints if uh, if he can't go. But kind of that's the one frustrating part about playing the Stars. What do you like here? Do you like anything on the Panther side, or are you with me on the Stars? Ooh, man, the <laughs> – the Panthers have fallen off a cliff since Barkov has been out the two games. It was rough. I mean, they're still, they were still generating a ton of shots. They just weren't scoring. Now uh, Hornquist is out. So, like, man, this Fasca line is going to see the Wenberg line, I guess, is the top competition. Uh, Huberto, Wenberg, Vitrano, which is, like, a nice line, I guess. But they're going to see the Fasca line. So, adios to them. X out. Uh, so Isn't like crazy that like Faxa like that's a like he's a guy that I feel like he was a joke when I first started playing uh, NHL DFS and now like you can't play lines going into Dallas when yeah, they've got this line fully healthy they're ridiculous they're like they're like the Minnesota line yeah Erickson at Greenway yeah. Felino like yeah. it just it's just a weird combo of players it just kind of works they just completely wipe out the opposing top competition anyways go ahead. So I would imagine the ownership on the stars comes up a little bit. That total's still under three. I would imagine that might creep up a little bit. Um, but if Hintz is in, like this top line of Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski, they're going to get maybe, I don't know, the Verhage, Marchman, Duclair line. Like Verhage's not a center. And if they if, if they even drop down, like their their depth is just brutal. And, you know, I've – I've been wrong about Jason Robertson a lot in the beginning of the season, but he's, he's great. And he's under, he's under 4,000. He's on top power play. Pavelski's decently priced at 6,300. Hence is only 5,000. Like this top line is very reasonably priced. I would imagine their ownership may creep up over 15%, but this is a very good spot for them. I think hopefully the one thing that keeps them down is like the hints news doesn't come out until pregame. Mm-hmm. And then also Radulov's a game time decision, like always, but I don't think he, I don't think he's skated. So I'd imagine He's trending towards out, but I don't mind the Ben Gurionov duo uh, as well. They're going to be way lower on than the top line because they don't see top power play line or time, and they they're skating with Dickinson if Hints is in. So Ben Gurionov, you can put him in with Lindell, and I think that's a nice cheap three man uh, going against you know a Florida team that's pretty compromised defensively without their two guys. Um, so yeah, this is a Stars game for me. Um, if you're going to go to the top line, I think you can either use Klingberg or Haskinen. I think either are fine. If you want a full power play stack to get the five man, I don't think that's going to be a unique way to get it. Cause I don't think many people like to do uh, put into both defensemen on a power play stack. So you can go full Dallas one with both power play defensemen. I think that's a nice way to get a little bit unique and it's not overly expensive. So it's not going to kill you uh, salary wise. Um, no, on the Florida side, it's just I, – I don't know. Like It's bad. Yeah, like Dallas is a good defensive team. Like, I don't know where I would go. 
I, I was hoping you could talk me onto something on Florida. Yeah, right. like, I don't want to just cross a team off. Like maybe you could legitimately cross off the top line, Wenberg, Huberto, and Vitrano because yeah. they're going to be matched up against Faxa. But you, after, see, these, after, you see these ownerships, right? And they're just they're low. Like maybe the third line, like like a Akari Tippett two man, but like I, I don't know. I, I honestly think like if I was going to play anyone on Florida, it would probably be these defensive defensemen just because they're going to block a bunch of shots because you would think that Dallas is going to run them over. So like Gustav Forsling, 3,600, our boy good ass at 2,900, I think is de- like, he's, it's, it's weird. Like his, his uh, wins above replacement this year have, have been really high. So 2,900, I don't mind, you know, one offing and hope he blocks like four or five shots. So Really, there's stuff like I want to do with with Florida just because it's going to be super low owned. I just I just can't find anywhere that I would want to be. Even in MME, like there's nothing you want to full stack. So maybe if you want to have like a one off Duclair or a one off Brett Connolly, I know Cliffy probably has at least thirty percent Connolly. Not re- not really, but he probably at least has one Connolly. So I think like a one-off for Hagee or one-off Duclair, I think you can do. But other than that, like full stacking is a no-no on this slate for me. Yeah, I mean the Panther, like it should just be MME flyers, like the um, or just the reason you would use Panthers lines would just be as a way to get in more Edmonton or Toronto, whatever your favorite stack. Pittsburgh for me, you know. Uh, whatever your favorite stack is, like you're not playing Florida because you're like, man, I can't wait to play Florida going into Dallas here. Um, Jake's just loves Wenberg not being relevant. Yeah, Wenberg will probably Hattie, you know, score four goals against the Faxa line at five on five. But uh, you know, then we'll just move it on to the next slate. Yeah, it's it's tough to talk about the Panthers. You mentioned the third line. I mean, I don't even know what would be considered the third line. Maybe the Connolly line honestly might be like their second line. I, like you could see them getting 15 minutes tonight. Are they going 11 and seven? Cause I see in the lineup builder, uh, Nudivaro is on the fourth line. Yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing that as well. So, you know, I don't know. Conley probably not even your worst one off on the slate for 2,500. He does have good rates. And so that's why Cliffy likes him. So I'm poking some fun at him, but um, yeah, I'm all over the stars. Uh, they're annoying because of the hints game time decision, potentially Radulov. I'm assuming Radulov's out. Um, but like I said, you could see Dowling uh, move up there if Hints can't play. Um, they're fully correlated on the power play if Hints can't uh, if Hints can play. So Robertson, Hints, uh, and Pavelski, they're popular. But I'm all over this Stars line. They're, the top two lines aren't going to face against the only Panthers line that's worth anything. And so it is a low total, uh, and that's what's worrying me. Like the total hasn't really moved since Hornquist was out, uh, and like. I would think the stars have to be a bigger favorite here because uh, this is not the same Panthers team, but the line, I just looked it up just to make sure I was putting in the correct total um, from the site that we get our Vegas data from. And uh, yeah, it's the same. It hasn't moved. So, you know, maybe the stars are a slight favorite here, but it's not overwhelming. And so like, I feel like I'm Michael Scott, like I'm ready to get hurt again on these stars. Uh, like that, that's what I keep thinking when I'm, you know, seeing all these guys come up in my crunches, but I'm slamming the top two lines uh, and then just adjusting as I go. It's not like I have uh, much to do tonight. So I'll swap some probably dead stars lineups, you know, 30 minutes after lock, not, not the biggest deal. Um, and then you mentioned Hiskinen, 
Klingberg, those guys are both perfectly fine. I don't really know how to decipher between the two at their respective prices, both playing on top power play. So probably wouldn't be looking to one-off those guys too much tonight because I think they're both going to have some ownership. Um, but in Dallas stacks, um, have at it. And then Oleksiak, got to mention him. I don't know if you mentioned him, but he's 2800 bucks. Yeah, he's going to play probably 20 minutes tonight. So. Oleksiak, for sure, he's my guy. He he carried my, my sorry ass during the playoffs <laughs> in showdown. A dude is just a monster in the playoffs. I kept fading him because he was always pop. Like, at some point, he became popular, like, in the cup finals. And yeah. so I would just – I got crushed in showdown uh, those last, like – 15 slates it felt like because i was all i was just like fading the stars i was like they, they can't keep doing this and uh they just won every game it seems like so till till tampa got them at the end but yeah let's go to uh the sharks and the yotes 2.7 implied total for the sharks 2.9 for the yotes probably dubnik maybe aiden hill again for the yotes yotes won this game 5-2 last night they put it on the sharks pretty good um Top line for the Sharks was okay at generating some chances. They're over 10% ownership. In fact, they're over 12% ownership. One of the more popular lines in the night. Not sure how I'm feeling about that. And then you've got these Coyotes lines that are pretty ugly. You've got some nice duos, Dvorak Garland. You know, if you want to go Kessel Keller, maybe, or I'm not even going to mention the rest of these lines. They've got like one line that's probably full stackable here. Um, what do you like it in this one? You feel like the Yotes are going to give it to him again? It's weird because, like, last night or yesterday on the show, we Cliff and I thought the Broussard line was going to go into Couture, but it, it ended up being the Dvorak line, and I was on both of them, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, like, if they're going to hard match Dvorak against Couture, <clears throat> I think there is merits going back to the Couture line. I know they didn't do anything last night from a fantasy perspective, but they actually had good numbers uh, against them. And if it is Aiden Hill on a back-to-back or whoever their 19th string goalie is because everyone's hurt, I think, you know, this is a spot to go back to the Sharks. I think where if where I want to go from an ownership perspective is the second line. I don't, I don't like Marlowe, but Tomas Hurdle did move up to the top power play unit and Burns got moved down to the second unit. So I think if you – because the Arizona PK is bad. So I think if you want to go with the top line, add in Hurdle – and then Carlson, I think this is another spot where you can power play stack. I know the total isn't great, but it is Aiden Hill on a back-to-back if it is him or some other goalie. I, I was just looking up the goal, the backup goalie name. I, I don't know who it is. Ivan Pro, Provatov. I'm assuming yeah. maybe the S is silent there. I, I don't know. We're, we're not going to be the ones to figure out the pronunciation yeah. of Ivan P. But, uh, yeah, that could be your starter tonight if it's not Hill. I'm guessing they just throw Hill out there because he won last night. So, yeah, if you're worried about Sharks 1 ownership, I think you can add in Hurdle uh, and just a power play sack. And where you can do like a two, uh, Hurdle Meyer is, is one of my favorite two-mans always. But, uh, yeah, I, I like going back to Sharks here. And then, you know, Dubnik and that keeps me on Arizona because he's he's the same or even worse than, than Martin Jones. Um, it kind of – I know Dvorak had a good game last night but it kind of takes me off that line if they're going to hard match Couture because that Couture line is actually good. So I think where I would go is the Keller-Kessel combo or even, you know, like if you want a really, really cheap two-man, I think you can do something like Broussard, Dryden, Hunt. Like I, Hunt had a good game last night, 
Or, you know, you can kind of mix and match on the power play because the Sharks aren't very good defensively. I think you can do something like, I don't know what Nick Schmaltz is doing down on this fourth line, if you want to call it a fourth line. So you could do like a Schmaltz-Kajula, or you could do like a Schmaltz-Chikrin, Schmaltz-Bersard-Chikrin. Mix and match these bottom guys. But like, if I was going to full stack a line tonight, I think it'd be Keller, Larson, Kessel. Um, but I think there is merit to mixing and matching some power play guys on the Yotes. But for me, this is a Sharks game. Sharks one, Sharks two, Sharks power play. Yeah, I think the things we know in this game are that Sharks one is pretty likely going to be together. Uh, who knows if Marlowe ends up back on that Sharks two, if he's off there, if it's Balsares or Sorensen, like give me anyone, but, uh, but Marlowe there. And uh, I think I'd be more interested in San Jose two. So I, I think top two San Jose lines are fine. Um, I think the Yotes are going to get bit by these lines if they run these back. Uh, like Dvorak, Garland, and Fisher together, that seems like could potentially be a liability if they go up against Sharks 1 again. So while the ownership is pretty high for San Jose 1 because they're cheap, I think it is a, a sneaky good spot for them on the back-to-back, um, regardless of who's in net. And then there could be no Chikrin as well yeah. for uh, Arizona. I didn't mention that off the top. I don't know what Schmaltz did to deserve playing with Drake Kajula and John Hayden, but that's where he was last night. Uh, if he was back with uh, like Garland and Keller, then I would I would love Arizona here, but they just don't really have a complete line. Just move him up and put him between Keller and Kessel, even. Yeah, like they're trying to do this thing where they have balanced four lines. Like when has that worked for anyone? Unless you have good players throughout the lineup, like they just don't have enough good players. Like. I don't know. I would, whatever we can, we can be coaches on this show, but no one's, no one's going to care. So um, I'm fine playing some Dvorak Garland or uh, maybe Dvorak Garland Fisher, but just be ready to swap. If you play the Yotes, because it doesn't matter if they win, lose, draw, they're live to switch up their lines before. And you might even get the wrong lines tweeted out. So who knows with the Yotes, I try to just temper my expectations for them. I usually limit them in FC because uh, I don't want my night to be blown up by getting the wrong Yotes lines. So definitely more on San Jose here. You mentioned Dubnik. Uh, he's cheap at 7K. It is a winnable game, but he's been pretty bad for a number of years now. Chickren being out would be a, a pretty big loss for the Yotes. Do you know who would slide up? Probably Ekman Larson to the Probably, which is just, I don't know. I had a bunch of Ekman Larson lineups pass me last night. I think that's what ended up uh, losing the ten dollar for me. So I'm like Olagoski. Me too. Yeah, yeah, thirty one hundred. I always play that guy. Way too much of that guy. Always. We won't know who moves up. I think Jason Demers had like eight or not eight. I think he had six block shots last night. But I would guess. I mean, the safe assumption power play won't be Ekman Larson. I guess for thirty nine hundred, it's okay. But his rates and stuff are just bad before we get to the last game make sure you tee up your uh hat trick pick i don't want to forget that people seem to like those because cliffy hit one like you know we've been starting to do this more regularly and now cliffy hits the bandage ad and everyone thinks we're just going to hit on these and it's free money but almost hit last night so we're we're running hot yeah yeah, dvorak would have been something so i don't think anybody's going to be surprised by mine tonight based on what we've talked about already but Uh, We'll get to those after we break down uh, Jets and Flames. And uh, again, if you guys, you know, if you're watching this live or you're watching this on delay, if you ever need to catch us uh, later, the strategy shows will all be uploaded on uh, to podcast form, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
wherever you listen, um, we'll have it up there for you. And you can uh, play us at 1.5 X or two X speed. If, uh, you know, you're a crazy person. I like to listen at one X. Have we talked about this? Yeah. I listen to one X too. If, if I'm in a time crunch, I go to 1.5, but like my brain just doesn't compute. I don't know why. Yeah. It honestly, it, it just sounds like people are coked up when they're, you know, one point bunch of helium. <laughs> yeah. So maybe smelling salts. I don't know where this is a hockey show. So, uh, jets flames, 2.8 implied total for the jets, 3.1 for the flames, Brassois and Riddick. You're getting a couple backups here. Could be some fireworks. Monahan with Gaudreau and Lindholm. Uh, Gaudreau, I think he's playing in his 500th game, and his coach said something along the lines of, I hope he has more energy in his 500th game than he did in his 499th. <laughs> so uh, the coaches are not very happy with Gaudreau, Monahan, and Lindholm right now. How could you be? They haven't been very good. They are going to be, looks like, pretty popular tonight. Same matchups as last night. I'm basically just treating it like what I did yesterday, but uh, – since you weren't on the show yesterday, or since I wasn't on the show yesterday, I'll uh, mention what I've got. But what do you got first? Yeah, so it's the same thing as yesterday, except both backups are playing, and they're way worse goalies. Like Dave Riddick isn't very good. Bro, Spa's okay. I mean, seven thousand. Maybe you can put him in in your Winnipeg lineups. But um, for me, like you saw the power play go off for Winnipeg yesterday. I think that's where you go back to Winnipeg power play. Uh, you can go to the second line. They're going to avoid the Kachuk, Backlund, Mangiapane line. Their ownership is is pretty low. They are very expensive for a second line, which Cliffy and I touched on yesterday. It kind of took them off that because of the price and not fully correlated. So I think you you know you can have some power play stacks. You can use the second line. I like the second line. I like the matchup. It's just a price thing there. Uh, it won't take much to get over the field. Um, and then on the flame side. I still like the Kachuk back on Mangiapane line. I know Mangiapane put up a nice donut last night, but I think, you know, the, I think he can go back there as well. Um, if you want to power play stack the flames, you can do that as well. The, the Jets PK is not very good. Brossois is not Hellebuck. Uh, so I think there is some merit. And then, you know, we, we were kind of on the opposite sides of the third lines yesterday and neither did much. I know Lucic scored, which, you know, you talk bad about Lucic, he'll, he'll score, but I think you can take some pieces from both of these third lines. Cop is on power play too. I think you can one off him. I don't mind, you know, one offing, you know, Dubay. He's on the second power play unit or a Bennett, something like that. But other than that, I think, you know, both top sixes are in play and power play stacking for sure. Yeah. I'm going to be pretty tilted if Calgary, if this is Calgary one night, I don't think there's been one this season that I can remember where they've been on a, like they've smashed like they have in years past. So um, they just don't look right. They, their numbers aren't good, uh, at five on five and they're going to go into a, a couple, at least capable lines for, um, for Winnipeg. So, uh, like the match is going to be back on Kachuk Manjipani against the Shifley line. I really like the back line there. And then if Monahan, Lindholm and Gaudreau is going up against the Dubois line, like I love the Dubois line. So they're expensive little bit difficult to fit in but that makes me like a, a little bit more uh two percent for this line or three percent or whatever five percent i think is way low for winnipeg too so i like both of the second lines here a lot um you talked about the power play for winnipeg yeah that's fine they're cheap um they could definitely get a couple again uh that trio of guys like you know you've got the empty net situations as well um 
we've talked about the empty net with Winnipeg so much. They, they like get there every single time, except for last night. I don't think they got an empty netter last night. So, and that actually would have been nice. If they would have for me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like both line twos here a lot. Uh, not worry about Backlund and Manji Pani not being listed on the power play. They go back and forth with that. So Kachuk, uh, that's one of my favorite plays at 5,900 tonight. Not quite my hat trick pick, but uh, he was in the running for me. And then uh, defenseman here, looks like Gio was back on the top power play. So 5,700, he's a guy who plays a one-off or with a uh, Calgary stack. But the problem is he goes better with the top line, which I'm not too fond of tonight. Yeah. They're going to be popular and, and smash tonight. Calgary one is, aren't they? I hope not. I hope not either. Hat trick pick. Who you got? Rope Hints. Ooh, that's – do you want a contingency pick in case – Nope. Okay. <laughs> you got Hintz not only playing, but you've got him uh, scoring a hat trick. That is a really good one. Um, I will take Jake Gensel for the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> both teams that – both guys we picked as uh, Hattie picks, their teams don't even have three implied goal totals. So there you go. Who's to say that uh, we slam the chalk every time? Other shows are picking McDavid. What is We're Vegas picking, now? Huh? What yeah. is Vegas now? We're picking Rupe <laughs> Hints and Jake Gensel with a 2.7 implied total. So there you go. A little bit of uh, spice in there for Saturday afternoon show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Use the promo code starting nine. It's right below me if you can't see that. $9 for the first nine days of MLB Osmo Plus. That is a really awesome deal. Um, good luck. And Josh, at, no, Cliffy and I on Monday, I think. So good luck until then. And uh, we're out of here.